What's up, readers? Special Memorial Day episode for you guys and gals out there. But we got to get into some announcements. So you notice how I said guys and gals. I'm, I'm looking at the analytics. And 96% of us are men, which leaves 4% women. So if you know anybody, your wife, girlfriend, friend, anybody, refer them to the show. We're going to have more female guests on. But we, we got to boost those numbers up, fellas. All right? We're trying to be diverse in here, okay? So boost those numbers up. And also, 30% not subscribed. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. If you haven't subscribed, do it already. I don't care if this is your first time watching the show, your second time, whatever it is, please subscribe. Next order of business. If you're trying to get merch, if you're trying to support the show from all the fatties you're banking, if you listen to what we say, it's not financial advice, but if you listen and you kind of do your own due diligence, you're banking fatties, support the show, buy a shirt, cashdaddiestshirts.com. We just got a new one. Shout out Art of Getting Up. This thing is unbelievable. Again, I've, I've said this for a month now. I cannot wait to wear the shirt. It's in the mail right now. So we got this shirt, a ton of other selections. We got the hoodie too. Uh, please go support cashdaddiestshirts.com. And also follow us on social media. So all the Cash Daddy stuff, it's all in the description below. Uh, we have link in bio for everything. So Discord, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, you name it. TikTok is blowing up right now too. We got a million views on that video. But that's besides the point. Follow us, join the community. We are growing like crazy. Uh, we appreciate all the references you guys are giving out. And uh, follow follow your boy too. Follow me, Evan underscore hand, Chris at horse tooth, Chris Neff comedy, Howie at Howie underscore Dewey or Howie, Howie Dewey. And then Sam, Sam is Sam Tripoli or Fat Dragon promo. Follow the individuals, follow the main account. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Last thing before we get into the show, Sam, the Fat Dragon Tripoli will be in Miami June 3rd for Shitcoin 2021. Not going to want to miss it. I mean, we're talking shitcoins. It could not get any more perfect. Get your tickets now. They're free before, well, tomorrow, basically. So get your tickets now. They're free. Or get your tickets to any of Sam's other shows at samtripoli.com. All right, we have a really funny episode coming for you today. I mean, we were here. We were there. We were everywhere. This guy, he knows what he's talking about. He's a comedian. He's into real estate. Um, usually those things don't mix, but this guy knows his shit. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. Probably one of the funniest ones we've done yet. So uh, enjoy. Let me know what you think about whatever in the comments. At me. Whatever. I'll be in touch. All right. Roll the clip. Can I do my Chris Neff impression that I, that yeah, Angelo, go on Chris yeah. Neff Angelo impression. Angelo used to, all right, Chris, Angelo, who's my, my road dog, one of may my best friends. May he rest friends. in peace. I love uh, May that. he rest in peace. He's doing torpedoes now in his grave, I'm sure. Um, we used to, he used to be like, cream pie, cream pie, do you Chris Neff? Uh, <laughs> it, it was, and I used to, just, okay, it was, uh, he'd be like, well, maybe if you didn't keep your fucking mouth open the whole fucking day. <laughs> No one would have to smell the smell of cock and cum on your mouth. And fucking <laughs> and cream pie used to Angela used purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies.
now welcome to cash daddies where banking fatties it's good to be back in the saddle with the boys wonderful show today you know we decided yeah it's memorial day weekend we could be out just you know trying to do our own thing but no we came here oh yeah look at that look at that dude you are on look at that daddy fucking coming with his fucking Bell undone, guys. Great, great show for you today. As always, please welcome the one and only Mr. Chris Neff. How are you, Chris? Dude, I am crushing it, man. Life is good. I mean, it's really, really good. And his uh, the other ass to ass brother, Howie Dewey. How are you, Howie? Good, my man. Good. Your son graduated high school. Congratulations. Yeah, right in the middle of a tsunami, man. It was wild. By the way, quick interjection, somebody texted me privately and they said, look at old classy Howie Dewey uh, showing up to his son's graduation dressed like an eighth grader representing the New York Knicks. Very classy. That's <laughs> what it's all about. You know what? And I'm glad I dressed that way because 80% into it, it started raining to the point where you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. And what does we're in Georgia now? What is what is two thousand people do in Georgia? They run right under the metal bleachers during a thunderstorm. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> we almost had the biggest mass murder in the history of Georgia. God truly is the greatest serial killer of all time. Oh. And on the ones and twos, you know the real hero of this show. Let's face it, yeah. the young Christian warrior, the real G, Lil E, Evan Hand. How are you, Evan? I'm all right. I'm uh, fighting off a hangover, going toe to toe with it, but. You know, Bruins won. It's a big dub and uh, still hot. Now, for you a uh, hockey guy, too? Yeah, huge. Rangers, buddy. And my uh, brother, our cousin-in-law, plays in the NHL. So I got the hookup. He plays for the Flames. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Who knew we had a hockey podcast? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's four white guys. That, that would <laughs> be one clue. Guys, how was your week? Uh, we, we got a lot to talk about because, you know, Howie and I, we stuck to our thesis with our puts on AMC and for the first, and I will admit, uh, I was listening to one of our, uh, quick podcast, uh, segments where we were talking about taking profits. And I say, I never play, uh, light in the loafers delights. I broke that exception. And not only did I buy uh, a homosexual delight, I bought one with 24 hours left. Are now, you saying you went by to make a buy? Is that what yeah, just happened there? Pretty much. Mm, there we go. Anyway, Howie and I are holding our AMC puts. AMC is still moving upwards. And I'm just getting destroyed by so many people saying, you fucking boomers don't get it. This thing's going to the moon. Haven't you seen the, the hashtag AMC to 500K? Uh, you guys don't, you don't know what you're fucking doing. And I'm like, listen, you fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> Give this a little time, okay? Because we've got puts, and they don't end at Friday at the bell, okay? We have Junes, we have Julys, and I bought a 24-hour put just to spite these motherfuckers, just to make it rain, all right, in the fucking Discord and on Twitter saying, you know what, I can burn $100 right now for the fuck of it just to piss you off. It's worth it to me. And that's what I did. Now, here's the interesting Dude. thing. Uh, AMC closes what uh, two points down on Friday? Well, yeah, it went I, down. Yeah, well, guess what went up besides my dick? Puts. <laughs> my puts are up. All right. So all these people coming at me saying, uh, "You guys are fucking idiots. You you don't understand what this is about. This is about retail standing up to hedge funds." Here's the thing: it's always going to be about making fucking money. All right. 
And I don't want to see you swinging your dick until July 16th comes around. And then I'm at Busto because I've got puts. I've got time on my side. I like our thesis. We looked at Rocket. We looked at GME. We looked at BlackBerry. We looked at all these other meme stocks that Wall Street Bets has thrown through the roof. And the thing we keep finding, they're going to stay up for five days, tops. Yeah. And then they're going to fucking fall. So if you're holding AMC and you made a bunch of money on it, I encourage you to take profits. If you think it's going to go to $200, you're fucked in the head. It's not going to happen. Do the prudent thing and take some fucking money off the table and bank a fatic. And you know what? Play it on the way down with us if you want to. And but what these rookie slap racks, what these rookie slap racks don't like, hey, <laughs> how, are you, how are your puts looking? Actually, every one of my puts looks pretty solid. I mean, our puts aren't down at all, even though this thing's gone up like 50% because what they understand in the options market is this thing is so volatile. It has to I move. Mean, baby. It's got to move four or 500% to, for anything to look like it's a loss. So we're still looking good. We're looking good in our puts. Our saber calls are, are solid. And not only that, Sam, remember a few months ago where everybody was making fun of me on Ford? Hey, buy Ford. Yeah, well, guess what? My guys literally photo took photos of their calls, sent them to me. I got guys up 130% on Ford options. Chrissy Neff's up like 70 or 80% in his Ford 90, options. 90, 90%. 90% in Ford options. Yeah. And you take a look at stocks like GE, Ford, boom, they're breaking out. We're crushing it. Yeah. So take that prolapse liquefier 865. <laughs> I would what? I would like to have a word because I called AMC on May 10th when it was at 971. Dude, I never got a ball always. working. I never got a ball working for Well, that. I'll give you some ball working right Thank now. Howie, work those no. nuts. Stop. Did you buy it? Did you hey, buy Howie, it, AMC? you gotta work nuts. When we all work nuts, you gotta work nuts, dude. I work, work them, I'll work them, but you, I, dude, why didn't you buy it, man? I've been so I've been out of stocks. I've just been full crypto burn. So like I'm just Thank you, Evan. Welcome. Way to stay diversified. Way to stay diversified. Yeah, I'll get back into it when I start losing even more money. Yeah, that I mean, AMC, from where you liked it, shit, that was up. It's up, what, almost 300%. Yeah, from 971 to, yeah. I think it closed at 22, 26. No, no, 26. 26. You're up like 300%. If you bought Hypo it. Hypothetically, yeah. 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 I gave the pick out, though, so whatever. You know what's funny? Listening to these little <laughs> fuck nuts, this is what's really funny, is the fact that, yeah, how are your puts doing? Chris, how much money have we made on AMC buying it on the way up and then buying it on the way down? You know I mean, what? Throw GME into that category too, because the flack we got was you guys don't get it on GME and you don't get it on AMC. And I'm like, what did you do? Just start watching the show last week yeah. when I started fucking singing Tori Amos songs. This is not something new that we've been fucking wrecking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been crushing this for quite a while. Yeah, it's so, really. Uh, and you know what? I give credit to the readers that have been listening, because I've got like thirty DMs this weekend, and they showed me their their percentage gains on stuff like Ford, and it was amazing. It hey, was amazing. can we get people to start showing their gains, or is that they, like? Hey, bad? buddy, they do, and they have been. It's called gains and loss in the Discord. You Discord, might step yeah. in there and take a look every once in a while. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. I like Neffy just showed up today just like on, he just like pumped some you know Anadrol up his ass. Yeah, that and mainlining Andrenochrome, you know? Oh my God. Rude, rude, 
Room, I need dude. I need baby blood to get hard, and I need cock. I will not participate in this line of. Comedy. And I need cock rings <laughs> for for bigger loads, and what is it? More blood in the cock. There's oh, like okay. nine reasons I looked up. I saw them. Oh, there okay. is. What? There's nine cock ring reasons. Do you mind just dropping those real quick? Because oh, I geez. thought it was just a decoration. No, all right. Yeah, you so, put it on a Christmas tree, Neffy. Right, Every December twenty-first, you fire it up on your Christmas tree. You put a ring on each side, different right, multicolors. The all readers right. need to know. Nine, nine reasons. Number one is ED treatment. Two is bigger erections. I knew it. Three, all the feels. Four, clitoral stimulation. <laughs> yeah, but you got to find a clit. You got to find a clit in order to stimulate it. There's Nephi's first problem. Five, five is this is verbatim too. Buzzworthy hand jobs. Six, Buzzworthy six hand jobs. Like I'm street, still waiting. I'm still waiting talking. For, I'm still waiting for a good hand job in my life. Okay. Nobody can do it better than yourself. That's Thank just you. A fact. Thank six you. is mind blowing BJ's. Seven is exploring erogenous zones. Eight is anal play. Nine is <laughs> nine is double pleasure. And how this plays in the vesting, you figure it out. That's what I got to <laughs> yeah. say. We can only drop the clues. You have to decipher what they mean. And Chris, uh, by the way, if you're worried about a good hand job, there's a little place in New York City called Koreatown. I'll take you there. You'll be very happy. As long as we and can again, Howie, congratulations from... on your son graduating high school. Anyways, <laughs> back to what we're talking. Let, yeah, about. let's stay with let's stay with the week because. Uh, hey, just... hey, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on! You going oh, in the no. den again? Is, going... is that the is that the son or is that your ex-wife that you just beat? Is, is she dead? That, that's that's seven days of just like booze, weed, and like heavy southern ass. Hold on, you're in Atlanta. Oh, what is going on here? I flew you take the block. Is that your son or is that yes. your ex-wife? That's my that's my son. Oh. Why, is, why is there a line of cocaine on that little table? Oh my god. That's not blow. Is it blow? Neff, he's 18. Sometimes you do nice things for your kid. Oh. <laughs> Good lord. Parent of the year, everybody. Parent of the year. All right, we're gonna get back to the stocks. Uh BCRX in particular. Uh, a lot of people are like, hey. Grinch, you, you, we didn't we didn't think this is you know going to happen. We're down. Well, if you bought it since uh, the Grinch originally dropped it, you're at thirty percent. And on top of that, uh, I tweeted this out last week. Reddit is now specifically Wall Street bets pumping this up as a possible squeeze. So if you're holding BS, BCRX, when I bought it, uh, I'm up thirty one percent. I was thinking about taking profits, but now that I know that the Wall Street bets meme potential is there i'm not taking any profits and i'm going to keep holding it so bcrx is out of the way right it's there 16 yeah yeah hold on so, hold on what you said are you already doing your picks of the week no 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 we're just taking you what happened this week when we were wrecking shop and bcrx was a pretty big hit for us so uh amc hey time will tell um but i do encourage you to slow your roll um if you're up great okay but you can't come at us and say, this play fucking sucks when we're at the first three minutes of the ball game on the play. That's my problem, okay? I love um, these kids, man. They're like, I hope your pockets are as deep as mine because I bought $230 on AM. It's like, look, Jesus Christ, man. I'm babysitting my fucking brother's nephew here. 
Yeah, and like, I don't want to swing my dick around, but I'm holding 3,500. No I, I know you have a significant number as well, Howie. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all cute and all when you're talking about your fucking $80 that you have in the stock, but you know. Hey man, I'm just going to say, for those who got $80 in it, great job. That's the start. You start small and you grow. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're swinging around big balls because you got your cock ring on and stopping blood to the rest of your body. All right. But listen to me, we're happy for you. $80 man is $80. You and start spinning that for the in. Record, for the record, I gave all these guys props for calling AMC on the way up. And all I'm saying is it ain't over. Okay. So don't yeah. come at us and just start screaming. Well, what goes up must go good down at some 100%, 100%. point. hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's just like, you gotta, you, that's the whole thing with the calls and the puts and you take all that profit. stuff. You, you, you have profit. to pay attention to this stuff because you don't want to be stuck holding the bag. And that's that's the biggest thing for me right now is just take watch profit, these baby. things. Do you want to get in some crypto or do you got more, uh, Chris? No, no. We got crypto to talk about. Let's get in Guys, some crypto, man. We thought we were on another <laughs> nice run. It didn't quite last. I still think a great run is coming. I still well, we, think a big run is coming. You are on a great run. If you took Tommy G's advice Wednesday, you call me and you're like, dude, how do I get into super bid now, bro? Bro, Ethereum to MetaMask, little swaparoo, you're in game. And I bagged a 60% gainer in 20. I tried hours. to find super bid on MetaMask. I couldn't find it. Okay, but I didn't say that. I said, then you need to swap it on Uniswap. And I get a text from you that I don't know how fucked to my life. I don't know how to put my MetaMask on, on and Uniswap. And it's need, pissing me off. And that's what we need to get out to people. That the, again, we go to the toolbox, man. Set up your toolbox. So when we drop a play, the Tommy basically said, this is going to double in a month. It doubled in 24 hours. Okay. I'm in and out in a smash and grab. I fucking let it drop back down. I buy back in. I'm already up another 30%. The point is you got to have your toolbox in play. All right. I'll, I'll FaceTime with you guys. You can show me how to do that. So I'm ready to rock. Yeah. And not only that, little E and I put together a video. We dropped it on IG. Uh, e, we are going to get that out on YouTube and Twitter for these people at some point. Hold on. Can we work Evan's balls too about TikTok? He's dominating it. He is killing Dominating it. Dude. A million views on that one video. I'm going to yeah. work the yep. sides. Can you <laughs> make sure the readers get that information on Twitter or YouTube? Because I know yep. the video is a little long, but I keep getting people saying, how do I buy Superbid? It's on Instagram right now. We will put it up on Twitter before next week. We'll put a Can I ask link. you guys something? Would it be wrong? So I, I listen to this uh, Petros and Money all the time. And um, one day every year, they give out the Testoso line number, right? Where you can call in or you can text Petros. Should we have a time once a week where if, if you go to the Twitter at this time, you can find the fucking uh, the the Discord link so you could join? I get hit up all the time for that. We had a little problem with that. Apparently in our LinkedIn bio, the Discord fell off. We have it up there again. It's good to go. Yeah, if you're looking for the Discord, just go to the link in bio on any of our socials. It's there. Literally everything is there. So it's that's yeah. that easy. And more importantly, if you want to chase Tommy G's picks, he has his own section in the Discord now. It's called Stay Cashing with Tommy G. That guy's on fire, whether it's crypto, whether it's calling how many um, gloves and bats are going to be whatever. I mean, he's just crushing it right now. Um, so that's there for you guys whenever you want it. 
Um, sorry to just randomly say gloves and bats. I'm a little retarded. No, dude. I, I mean, I'm very I excited. A- I, I think you're going to see a run coming up. There's some, I think you're going to see a run before August, which is a date which they think people could, there could be another dip. But I, 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 you know, hold the door. That's what I am. Hold the door. That's what I'm doing, dog. I'm holding because I, I have faith. I, you know, like, I, you know, I invested a lot before the dip, so I didn't have a lot of money to invest uh, in the dip. But I was very happy with what I was holding, so I didn't feel bad missing out. And I'm just going to chill, dude. I'm just going to chill. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I've, I still have faith in it. I think, you know, sadly, we're seeing that where whales can control a lot of our stuff. But I'm looking for a big jump. And then I'm going to turn again my digital in the, in the physical. That's my goal. And it's going to be hard because I really want to hold these things for a while. But if the investment is right in terms of a physical, I, I think it's a smart move because, I mean, what's Absolutely. the biggest anything's going to get? It, is it going to be worth more than a house or a bowling alley or whatever you're looking to buy, you know? Yeah, and I want to drop something in here on the altcoins. Um, you know, obviously, we have these three tiers. You have the brand of excellence, which is Bitcoin, Ethereum, and then we're seeing uh, Matic and, you know, the Cardanos of the world and the uh, you know, the XMR, or excuse me, XMRs and, you know, um, uh, Bankers Coin, help me out. Um, XRP. 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 And then, you know, uh, we have all these altcoins and shit coins. And if I get a hot tip like Tommy drops in on what is definitely a shit coin in uh, Superbid, I am practicing what I called Ohio on these coins. What is Ohio? It means only handle it at once. Okay. I'm going to get in. I'm going to smash and grab and then I'm gone. And I don't care if it keeps going up. I made my money. I transferred those winnings and I upgraded to Ethereum or Polygon and I parked them there. I just don't like the idea of having to track these shit coins 24 hours a day. But if you get a great smash and grab, fucking bank it. Don't look back. There'll be another one next week. Of course. Um, What else do we have uh, this week, Howie? Didn't you, besides Ford... Besides, and dude, my Endeavor stocks still looking doing well. They just keep going. I mean, I'm they're not exploding, but I'm not losing money, and oh, uh, I made a little it, cash. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. I own part of the UFC. Yeah, and just to be clear on Tommy G's pick on Superbid, the information that he gave out was forthcoming. Meaning, it's like I think this is going to double. Well, the news that came out is the one of the Paul brothers, it's Logan, is fighting Mayweather. And that's June 6th. And Superbid uh, is being uh, pumped as part of this. Now, according to Tommy G, what's the other one, Little E, that's being uh, sponsored by this fight? The uh, Ethereum Max? I Ethereum? Yeah, I don't know if it's being sponsored, but Ethereum Max. Okay, this. so... There's Ethereum, some information on it. Ethereum Max is the shit coin to keep your eye on. A lot of talk about it. I hold. I heard Paul Pierce is pumping it up. He came out and said, "Fuck you! I made more money off this than I ever did with ESPN." He's obviously got a grudge against them, but keep your eye on that. I haven't done enough research on it. Yeah, because he got busted with like nine strippers when he was publicly out of his mind. It was great. Though. Oh, he did. Good, good content. Yeah, he put it, it on his Instagram. Great. It, it was. It was one of the funniest things you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Like, oh, come on down here, baby. He was talking to like, either his girlfriend or another stripper. Or no, something. it wasn't. It wasn't his girlfriend. No, <laughs> it was like, wasn't. There's like seven of them. That was hilarious. Yeah. It was, was like, have you guys ever had sex with a stripper? What? I mean, have you ever had I mean, sex Evan, with a stripper? Evan lives in a place where you wouldn't want to have sex with strippers. Homesick <laughs> Falls. Right? Homesick Falls. Yeah. Right? There's the no, rest of no us are grown-ups. They're waitresses, and you have to, like, teach them to strip. It's a whole different what? thing. Chris and F, you've never made love to a stripper? No. What? what, what oh, so you're saying, of course we have, but he yeah. hasn't? Oh, no, yeah. I haven't. No, I've I never haven't. been to a strip club. What? Yeah. What the fuck is going on in this show? <laughs> I'm it's my there. fault. I'll get up there. We'll go to DiCarlo's in Albany if that's still open. Gross. What is that, a steakhouse? <laughs> Evan, when are you going to pack up and move to a place where the sun shines? I don't know. When I, whenever I get a job. A full-time job. Christ. This guy, you're just like... I. You are you Generation Z? You guys That's are Gen Z right people. there. That's Gen Z. Well, Dude, I, I like Gen Z. Gen Z and Gen X get a bad rap. Because we Gen X gets called boomers, we're not boomers, and Gen Zs get called millennials, and they are not millennials. You have money in the bank. So just Grab send your it. Just send it. Just no, pack your bag and get out here. Yeah. All right. Go. I'll, I'm a, I'll pull up in a month or so and uh, stay at the Catman's house. And yeah, stay there for the a cats. short time, and then then you'll get your own place. You know, yeah. go You'll west, in the land of bass, on go the land west of bass. where all the money is, dude. The right. west. All right, guys, let's get into our guests. I'm very excited to have our guests coming up real quick, guys. Here's today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Blue Chew, everybody. Hey, it's summer camping season. Let's talk about pitching tents. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes to step up to the plate. You ready for a little Grand Slam time? Yeah, but that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Fraction! Yeah, you want Big Pharma screwing you over to get your dick hard? Fuck that noise. Not today. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Look, it's a simple process. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's basically like going to get a hot card. It's not that hard to do. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, although I kind of like those, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA. That's right. This ain't going to It's a real deal. American-made boner pills, baby, and prepared and shipped direct to your door. In American-made boners for American trans. Right now, I'm right. Industry packaging. Now. There might be an option where you can say, I don't give a shit if my neighbors know I'm getting ready to go on rock phone. We'll find out for you if that's something you're interested in. But no, right now, it is industry packaging. Okay. Now, with Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman. Of course, I'm always excited to see the postman. Let's get to the offer. What's the offer? Because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived, my man. What is the What's the offer? The offer, okay? Now, here's the offer. Okay. We've got a special deal. We don't do this every day. Oh my God. It's like a 1980s printer right now. You know what? Just like my stock picks, that printer goes burr, so does this Blue Chew. All right, here's what you need to know. we got a special offer for our listeners. We don't do this very often, but we're going to do it today. Try Blue Chew for free when you see our promo code, Broken Sin. No, our promo code is cash, okay? It is cash. Use promo code cash, okay? Go to bluechew.com, promo code cash. And what do you get with that? Now, uh, I'm scrolling. Okay, you get your first package for free, but only five bucks for delivery. How amazing is that? Yep. So get your first package for free, five dollars only for delivery. Make it happen. Get the bang those fatties and then bang them fatties. Guys, right? it is time to get off the couch and back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, head to bluechew.com. Guys, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Lucy Nicotine, everybody. That's right, Lucy Nicotine. Neff. 
Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. By the way, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm chewing one right now. I got cinnamon today. Uh, I did a little wintergreen last night. And um, I got uh, the lozenges as well. Lozenges? So, <laughs> remember, this has been researched and developed, and developed for three years. Okay? To be made for people, not patients. Okay? Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams, uh, four milligrams of nicotine. It comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. I love the pomegranate, by the way. That's my favorite right now. It, oh, Lucy also has lozenges with four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors as well. Cherry ice happens to be my favorite. Uh, I haven't tried citrus. That's going to be on tap for tonight. And the old standby that I go through all the time. Good old mint. Lucy lozenges. S-A-N-H-S-A eligible. So you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. It is convenient. Industry. Products can be enjoyed anywhere. On flights, at work, on the go, or even the gym. Okay. So, uh, hey, real quick. Now, what is the call to action? What do we need our listeners to do? Let's hear it, dude. Help us help you help us by helping our sponsors. And this is what you got to do. Well, it's simple. It's 2021. Okay. A lot's changed. Get rid of the cigarettes. Get rid of the vapes. Throw them out. Uh, you know, get some loose nicotine gum and lozenges. I actually slept with a lozenge in my mouth, uh, and it was I, I had great dreams. It was a good time. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes else in your mouth. I'm working. No respect. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down, my man. Lucy lozenges. Yep. Okay. Let's get to a little promo code action. Um, here we go. Cash Daddy listeners, go to Lucy.co and use the promo code Cash to get 20 percent off all your products on your first order, including gum and lozenges. Okay. Warning: This product does contain nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Okay, make sure you go to lucy.co and use the promo code CASH. Thank you for sponsoring the show. All righty, so let's get started. Let's get into it. Let's bring our good friend in. Uh, I've gigged with this guy many times on the road. Uh, he was good friends with my good friend and, and, and all the comedians, Angelo Bowers, Road Dog, and I'm super excited to have him on. He's our, our, our he's going to be our resident real estate guru that we'll bring in when we got to understand what's hot in the markets. Please welcome my good friend, John Tomaszewski. How are you, John? What's going on? I'm doing great. Thank you. John, well, good to see you. Yeah, good to see now, you too. Is, is your background real or is it like fake as fuck like Evans in the back? Evans, Evans, is, Evans oh. that has the guarantee that says 100% real? Yeah. Ironically, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, this is my actual that actually when evan was setting up pre-show i was like oh I, I need to i need to put my game face on let me put the lights on <laughs> yeah look at that purple not going not quite. so for those who may not be familiar with you uh tomaszewski tell us a little bit about yourself and then let's get into what you're trying to do with real estate yeah i mean uh i got into real estate by accident because i was a broke comic and uh basically had some talks by some some of my friends uh one of my best friends like dad who was a uh a successful businessman, you know, handlebar mustache, not afraid of anything. Always tease me about, uh, hey, Johnny, if you want to have a good time, you got to be willing to dance with the devil. So I was like, okay, cool. I took his advice. What is seriously. he, a Coke dealer? Yeah. He was, he was, I mean, he's not alive anymore, but he was definitely, he, he was a car dealer, used car dealer, but he was also definitely that personality as well. He's Don't like, you, a like if you sell used cars, you have to flunk a drug test for Coke, right? Oh, That's for sure. the only way the let you sure. keep working. Sure. You're not I, doing enough blow. That's why you're not selling cars. You want to sell my first job in Cortland, New York, selling uh, Volkswagen Jeep Eagles, baby. <laughs> That's right. How much automotive powder did you go through to make a sale? Though? That's my question. Uh, quite a bit. Quite a funny bit, right? story, though. A friend of uh, my dad taught high school. One of his kids that was the nicest guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he basically got busted running a used car slash like limousine service that was also a front for cocaine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have something. There has to be something with used vehicles and limousines. If you want to have all of it, cocaine, it all mixes together properly. When do we got to start the legalized cocaine movement? Because it's a plant. Like I think uh, it's already going on in Portland. They're like, yeah. go ahead, do yeah. it. And it's cool. As long as it's not more than like, you know, a kilo, we're cool. Is that why they're rioting up there, Chris? It's because of that? Is that their way of showing us? Like, no, hey, no, no, they're, they're rioting. rioting. 
they're riding because they're, they're rich kids yeah. and they're annoying and yeah. all their parents work at nike who like has sweatshops and then they're they're yelling riding, about oppression. they're rioting because they're so spoiled their moms go out and help them riot okay oh, that's so funny chains <laughs> around them for protection oh dude that's so funny the straight white man invented uber but i just i just use my mom she's it's much easier to just use her uh, no, I, I, I always want to go there and fight them because if we've legalized drugs, you need to calm the fuck down. If I can do coke, let the cops go off and do whatever they want to do. I'm I'm doing I'm doing gackers. Leave me the fuck alone. It's a bottom, bottomless pit of tantrumers, that's for sure. You can't. You, no, <laughs> was it Harrison Ford? Like I don't negotiate with terrorists. It's like how did we not adopt that? Like how is that still years later? We're just like, do you want to have a tantrum over something else? Can we give you more? Like what do you want? Like it'll never end. Evan, exactly. write that down. Bottomless pit of tantrums. That might be the name of this. Thank you. Know? Oh, yes. By the way, we classic. Have, we had classic. a little, little debate over the weekend on how to spell gackers. That's how concerned we are about our Coke references around here. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you guys oh, ever do DLRs when you did Coke? What's DLRs? Buddy, David Lee Ross, you never did a DLR? <laughs> no, what is Keep that? Going. That's just when you put all four fingers in the bag and just <laughs> go like that with it. You call them DLRs. Oh, dude. Oh no, my god. No, you got your gackers, you got your gator backs, which are fucking lines from your pinky to your thumb. That's a gator back. And, <laughs> then, you got, and then you got DLRs, and it's just a four-finger bagger. And then finish it off on the tongue. I love how Sam brought up cocaine for a split second in the beginning of this podcast, and it has been about 70% cocaine talk. And I'm Buddy, like, we're going to get sidetracked. By I, the end of this, we're going to be talking about, uh, what do you dude. call it, speedball and meth and heroin. That's oh, what we great. do. You're probably going to talk about, you know, uh, the housing market for yeah. eight seconds. <laughs> that sounds great. Now, that's a real estate podcast right there. Yeah, the by the way, by the way John, are you on a park bench yet? Because we only <laughs> deal with professionals. Dude, you want to know something? Carl Hess told me I got to be on a park bench and I would absolutely love to at some point. I just, ha I haven't got around to it, but at some point it's definitely, I was telling my wife about it. She thinks I'm crazy. Probably oh, I do love it. those park bench advertisements. Too, all the chicks on those park bench for real estate all look like the girl at the club that was be like, are you guys got any Coke or anything? Like you don't even know where she came from. She's oh, just yeah. going around asking for blow. Oh, and their photos from like 30 years ago. And you're like, how about <laughs> a I recent was, headshot? Who if are I you? was if I was on a bus stop bench as a realtor, I would go sit on that bench next to myself, take oh, a yeah. picture of it, and that would be my business card. You don't think that's part of my mediocre fantasies? Yeah, of course. That's well, I would it. just gonna... get a bench and defend it at all costs against homeless people sleeping on it. At all costs. Oh, that's a zombie apocalypse. I'd be like a homeless goalie. Dude, I'd just be kicking goalies <laughs> out. No I, scores. I would surround my bench with Portland uh, rioter mobs. <laughs> Neff, Neff your bench that. would be like 1-800-BLOW-JOB. <laughs> Oof. Is that your first one of the day? It's so funny. He's been waiting to jump in. Too. <laughs> I've been watching him just wait to jump in. And he, that's what he got. He's like uh, the guy trying to do the fucking the uh, double dutch. And he jumps in and just trips instantly. What um, is that? A cock ring? By what way? is that? Or Chris Neff's Benoit balls. Okay. <laughs> Oh, by the way, I, I know, John, we're going to get to what you need to talk about at some point. But I had a, a, a speaking of cock rings, I had a debate with somebody and <laughs> I've never owned a cock ring. I've never bought one, but I thought they were decoration. And he's telling me, no, it's it's to keep oh, no. your load. There's a practical blood. use. No, oh, yeah. dude, it's not about your load, dude. It's about keeping it's keeping blood, blood in your junk. So it looks bigger. <laughs> 
You ever oh. just done it? You ever just? It's also about. Hang on a second. You ever just? You ever had a, been in the middle of a quickie, uh, where you're you pull your sweatpants down as opposed to what? Like actual <laughs> taking your fucking sweet time. Than five minutes. He's never been in the middle of a quickie or a longie. <laughs> back up, back uh, up. Are you between? talking about with, with a, a guy or a girl? Let's make sure we know everything. I love you. that Neff is hey. just leaning into himself. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, yeah, you, dude. buddy. Thank like, you, dude. Speaking of a quickie, where are your cats today? <laughs> Mom got injured over the weekend. so she Oh, got... shit. Wrong hole? Hey, she listen. Got oh, my she, got, she got blinded by a patch. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we uh, give John a little respect and talk about uh, what he needs to talk about and then how this... we, you can get a bad one liner in in another 15 minutes and we'll call the show a wrap <laughs> alright go get go get Millie I want to see the patch out her eye oh uh, dude well yeah I'm just defending cock rings and they just feel good just to feel good like a little pressure I mean, in that dude, I've never done good. it it seems like you really gotta get deep into that and it's just, I'm not that interested. Wouldn't it be great if I stood up right now on my Zoom thing and I had one on? I'm like, oh no, they're great, fellas. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I wear so it as a real bracelet. estate, dude. You know, we in the show, we yeah. talk about it a lot. So it's a lot about, you know, for me, I'm very heavy into the digital side. And I got some, I have stocks. I have stocks. I should have more, but I have stocks. But I want to turn my digital into physical. One of it's about buying buying you know property and i think that is a really big thing i think that is the difference between the haves and the have-nots in my humble opinion is owning property Um, what do you where do we start with this whole real estate journey if somebody's new looking to get into it where do we start i mean the the first thing is just to get the basics down and like I, i know comics specifically hate doing homework i hate doing homework but you know what it's like once you know a few things about real estate, you can there's there's a lot less mystery. So my goal is to make it so that artists can get involved because so much, so many of us, comics and painters and whatever else you want to talk about, are so focused on. I mean, I grew up in that like Kurt Cobain era of like, if you make money as an artist, then you're a scumbag and you should only be discovered, and then someone writes you a fat check and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, dude, why are we so scared to like adapt to like what artists or what what business people are doing like we can walk in as well and be like hey you know dude like i want to be into like painting and be kind of like not negotiating a bunch but like maybe i'll have some residual income and maybe i should put my money somewhere rather than buying a stupid car with my mcdonald's commercial right so no i agree with that you know in my humble opinion you know i i say this all the time about tom segura i'm like tom segura and christina pajinski are the greatest pronouncing her name now how do you pronounce it? Christina, I just go with Christina P. It's too complicated. Oh, so you were impressed by it, and then you use some player-hating uh, kind of fucking... It's like you're trying to say the right. word laws. I nailed it. It's like yeah, they're my friends. I love I, them. I was, giving you a ba- I was giving you a backhanded compliment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Christina Chris, we P. Appreciate that's Chris, you, just, you just wasted three minutes of the show, Chris. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I, I bought some Christina P. on the your mom's well, house website, by the way. All right, go yeah. on. Uh, I love the 46 minutes you wasted talking uh, everybody. Uh, keep going, Chris. All right, let's All right, rock. All right rock girl, stop day. fighting, girl. Stop Put fighting, your okay? You're both your pretty. Stop. Put your I'm trying to make a point. And enjoy John's. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to back up what Tom's saying. And basically what I'm saying here, Tomaszewski's saying, is that, John, is that um, 
story of my life. You know, they're the greatest business people ever. And sometimes I feel like I have to clarify that that statement because when you talk about art and then you talk about business, you know, there's a lot of artists who are like, oh, dude, you're just a sellout. And I don't mean that at all. I mean, this guy, uh, both of them, that couple may, has made the smartest moves business-wise, whether it's build, how they built their 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 podcast, the, how the, how they sell shirts, how they tour their pay-per-view. If people really understood how much they're killing it on pay-per-views, they should, they would be giving master classes on business and art. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong. See, there's nothing wrong with making money off your art. Okay. The problem is, is when you manipulate your art to make money, do you understand that? Yeah. There's a oh, big yeah, difference. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. And you could do the second one. It just, it, it just rings hollow with me, but it's like, if you create something that can generate money from you, meaning from your, 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 your fans, I think that's great. These two knuckleheads, they call that money laundering. When you try to make money off of your, like your selling shirts and, and t-shirts, yeah. they call that money. I call that like a, a wonderful business model, but I agree with everything you're saying, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, 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 for me, I was struggling for a long time, and then just like I said, my my buddy's dad, who was a, a, a genius with business, like a high school dropout that made millions of dollars, and was like, "Hey, Johnny, you got to put it into real estate." And I was like, "Okay." So I just started buying books, reading the books. Then I got obsessed with it, and I was like, "Oh, I think it, my brother told me he's like, you should just be a real estate agent." And I was like, "All right, cool." And then I, it just kind of took off from there. But uh, long story short, I think the basic stuff that you need to have an understanding is like the ability to like focus, put down your phone and all the distractions and like sit down, learn how to underwrite something, meaning how to look at like a property and see like how much does this property cost? What will it rent for in that area if you wanted to rent it? And how do I properly, properly like uh, underwrite this knowing like, oh, what's going towards insurance? What's going towards all the different things you need to basically have a pie chart for, for your finances. And it's intimidating at first, but after you have the discipline to sit down and do that, you can see like what's valuable in real estate. And there's so many different ways to, to do real estate. It's insane. You really have to like also cut, cut out the distractions and just be like, all right, what do I want to do? Cause all these things will work, but like, what's the thing that I'm good at and how do I make it work? So I don't know if that's, if that answers your question, but that's kind of like, no, it does. Point. And I, I, I think that people don't realize that it's, it, it, it's definitely doable. I think some people don't think they can get in the property oh, and they end Sam, up just wanting to rent for the rest of their life. Sam, I, I like, I need a new car, right? I've been driving an old Dorothy old student's car from for, forever. And obviously as a salesperson, it's like a, at some point you, you need to have a decent car. People go like, do you know what you're doing? Cause you're driving a college yeah, student car. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I want to buy a it's car. It's like fat trainers at the gym. Totally. Oh, oh, dude. Yeah, totally. Or, or, you ever see like, Hey man, you want me to work you out? How about you start with you first and I'll see how that goes. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Is it low carb or high carb that's giving you those tits? Uh, Where have so, you been to the gym, Sam? Yeah. That's hey, a great question. Fuckhead. That's I very... fasted last night. Okay. I'm starting my journey. It's a big intermittent gap. I, I did, did Krav Maga twice a week. Krav Maga. Is that, a, is that like baklava? That sounds delicious. Okay. So that's like Jew fighting, bro. I know what Jew fighting is. It's actually, it's a Brazilian Jewish jitsu. Okay. And we're not talking about the check. We're talking about hand to hand combat. Um, we're having to do a lot of that lately. Am I right, folks? Um, <laughs> so, so I mean, a long story short, yeah, you need to be able to like understand what's going on with these things and realize that they're, dude, like you mentioned it, it's not as hard as you think. I've seen people buy, I've had clients buy things with down payments of $20,000. And so like when I'm looking at a car that's 20 or 25,000 bucks, right, which isn't even that nice of a car. 
I'm like, dude, this is a down payment on another property, another investment. And how many friends do you and I both have that they book a commercial or they do one of those fucking Comedy Central specials and they get like an all right check, right? Oh, you mean 3000 for a Comedy Central? Okay, <laughs> well, Neff, that's never an F with you. Sorry, wordplay. Uh, listen, Chris. <laughs> never you know, an F we, with you, I love between, that. Between, between Write us, it down. I also thought a good shirt for him. I always thought a good shirt for Chris one day would be an F is an F. Okay. So listen, <laughs> but in all seriousness, this is really bad dad jokes, but that's what I, that's all I got. That's why I had to get into real estate. Hey, um, you hey. got to close deal somehow, buddy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Folks? Hey, listen. Being your dad shows you close the deal a couple times. That's right. Um, but, but after seeing that kind of progress with money, dude, like it is hard when you watch a buddy that like just booked a commercial, like I just said, that gets a $40,000 check and you're like, Dude, you bought a fucking Accord? You bought a Subaru? You could have <laughs> bought a fucking house. Your Subaru is going to depreciate. Uh, You're not going to get any tax write-offs for it. It's a liability. And who gives a shit? And then now in 20 years, if you would have spent that on an appreciating asset, like you could have built something. And so that's what kind of discouraged me and then encouraged me to like, oh, I got I to gotta figure out how to like make this. Uh... Also, dude. I just saw a niche in real estate. I was like, how much of this fucking, uh, what do you call that? Uh, milk toast, like no sense of humor, like boring personality podcasts out there for real estate. We're like, do these guys, like, what are they going to do with their money? Just buy more fucking blazers? Like nothing, nothing interesting. Oh, you golf? Wow. Fucking, you have a Labrador too? Like what an interesting person. So no, I'm, like, I'm with oh, you on that, man. There's I'm room for some that. fucking, some drive-by truckers and some shotguns in there. I'm yeah, like, dude. Let's, let's fucking yeah. make some jokes and have some sense of humor and some soul. So by the way, that, one of my favorite bands, drive-by truckers. Right? Drive-by truckers it, rock. I feel like there's a joke coming up. This be like, no, no, ones. just a quick aside. Okay. I was literally listening to them before we started the pod. I might use oh, that dude. as a tag in this bit about ghetto country people. So I'm crediting you, Neff, right now. <laughs> or uh, I'm uh, John Tomaszewski. Yeah, so, uh, John, just to let you know, I worked on Wall Street for many years, and I had clients. I had some clients who had millions and millions of dollars. And yeah. 5% of their whole, whole portfolio were in stocks and bonds and they just wouldn't put it anymore because they'd been doing real estate for 30 35 years and that's all they knew they felt comfortable with it they were they were constantly turning profits flipping commercial buildings flipping re retail residential buildings uh and i couldn't argue with it man i couldn't win them over because these guys have been crushing it in real estate for decades yeah and you can't tell them that look man what you're doing is wrong you need to get more money in the market Cause look, they're like, well, you know, I made 38% on a uh, $1.7 million house. I flipped last month. You couldn't argue with them. They were how, how you, I, I agree hundred percent, but even better than that, dude, if you look into commercial real estate, like if you look into syndications where people pool their money together and you look at the tax write-offs and the depreciation in that, shit, uh, you cannot compare the stock market to that because no. you're going to pay fucking insane capital gains and God knows what's going to happen with capital gains and write-offs in the next few years yeah. as the middle class gets dissolved more and more. But as of now, if you get involved in commercial real estate, so not flipping a house, but like um, actually renting stuff out, depreciating, dude, like there are people out there that are keeping, they're making 10 or 20% a year. So if you have $1 million invested, which is not an insane amount of money, right? And you're getting 10% on that a year that you're making you know, a hundred K on that. Imagine not paying any or very little taxes on that shit. It's like, that's hard no. to tell someone like, no, no, put it in the stock market. Also yeah. the control you have in real estate, dude, if you work with good operators and you know what's going on, you can force appreciation on a property, like a commercial property, not a residential, but a commercial property, you can force appreciation on it by doing things that you have control over. So it's like playing the slot machines 
versus playing poker. It's like, you're still gambling and there's still yeah. like black swans that can come out and, you know, fucking tornadoes and terrorists or whatever. Can the, old, the old one outer, one to come. Buddy, no, when, uh, uh, I had a please bring semen into the real estate conversation. There you go. That's right. You're talking about commercial real estate. Explain a little bit. And this is what the main thing explained to me. And it made more sense. Than anything explain like cap rates, because uh, when when I when this guy started talking about cap rates, I didn't know anything about that. Oh, dude. And, uh, so I mean, this is something you could go to a YouTube video in like thirty seconds, look up how to do a cap rate. But you, you basically you want to know things like net operating income. You want to know cap rates. You want to know cash flows. There's a huge list, just like in any business where you're like, how are these people making all these money? Are they, they're just sitting around. It's like no, they're fucking making calls. They're doing research. They're consulting. There's a huge list of things you do to underwrite and see like what's going on in this market that you're interested in, right? There's a great guy, I love uh, this guy. Uh, he has a heavy Indian accent, his name's Neil Bawa. And uh, he, uh, I've seen him speak uh, at events and he goes through and explains like how you look at these stats when you look at, um, is crime going up or down in an area? Is population going up or down in an area? What are the cap rates? What, what, what's going on with like, what industries are there? Is there just one industry? Like what if the military base leaves? But if there's military base, hospital, tech, and all these other, then you know, like, oh, if I have a high chance, if anything happens, these guys are still going to be. Long story short, you look at all this stuff, which takes a ton of time and a ton of expertise. But um, once you kind of wrap your head around things like operating income and cash flow, it you can really go in there and like, you can really see like the value in some of these places. And you can, and once you get better at that, even if you're a passive investor, this is another thing. Comedians, artists, a lot of us go, ah, calculations and, and, you know, all that serious stuff, that's for other people. And then they hand the power off to the guy at their local church that doesn't give a shit about them or their whatever is going on. And it's just, and they go, they don't take care of the artists and the poor and the blind. It's like, dude, you had a Couldn't fucking chance. More. You had a chance to get in there. But when, when someone said, hey, bust out your calculator, this part isn't aesthetically sexy. It doesn't have a lot of colors, you know, as I'm sitting in front of my colorful background, it doesn't have a lot of sexiness and cool hip stuff. Sit down and fucking write this shit down, make this phone call to someone and have some manners for once. They won't do it. I or, think or, sexy or, is the worst thing to look for in totally. finances. It's the I think it should be the yeah. exact opposite. Absolutely. It should be boring. It should be like, what is this going to do? And I know in digital currency, everybody's super happy right now. And it's like, oh, it's crazy. But dude, there's real work to be done on where you're going to invest. And you know, when this show first started, we would have people, oh, what do I want to listen to a bunch of old guys talking about finance? And I'm like, first of all, Evan's 22 and he'll fuck your girlfriend, okay? And two, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, God, and, I feel old. and two, okay, is like, you want to hear advice from people who have done stuff, not like shiny objects you want to jerk off to. That's the last thing I want to hear about. I want to hear from, like, when I get a lawyer, I don't want a hot lawyer, okay? I want a guy who looks like he couldn't get laid in high school and he's pissed at the world. That's who I want to be my lawyer, a guy who's just gritty and getting it done. Stop. Yeah. Sexy's great on Instagram on OnlyFans, on whatever you're watching. Financing, give me the grittiest motherfucker you could find. So and Josh, also, oh yeah, sorry, go, go on. I, I just want to get into it and get after it. You yeah, know, get after it, about, We're talking about You're like- My Jocko mug, I have a Jocko. Here, oh, what, a Jocko Pastorius? Jocko Willink. Oh, I got the fucking uh, Jocko Willink. Lantern. What are we doing? <laughs> 
Uh, Jack Kerouac. What are we doing? Play. Jacko. My two-year-old comes in my room and goes like, scary. I was like, yeah, he scares me to do my fucking pull-ups. I don't want to curse like that to my kid. Okay, so here's my question. Let's say I hit, I hit, because you're you're basically saying we can get into the, the real estate market at a low entry point. Let's say I hit the dream commercial. One of my cats books a fancy feast commercial, and I'm sitting on 20 Gs. What yeah. do I do? How do I fucking get into the market? So uh, there's a couple things you can do. You, you need to, um, you got to have some discipline. Speaking of Jocko, have a little discipline to know what you're looking for first. Like um, some people want to make money right now. They need cash flow right away, right? So they want something, they want a mailbox check that they passively get. So for something like that, you could get involved in a uh, real estate syndication where you, you um, it takes a little bit of work to do this where you have to like, if you're not an accredited investor, which someone with only 20 grand is most likely not, you have to get to know an operator that's going to do a syndication. So that means that you have some investment pros, usually a team that is offering up some form of deal. Like I had a friend recently that was offering a deal up in Michigan and uh, it was him and six other people. And they're like, Hey, this is the apartment we're going to take down. We're going to buy this place. It's going to offer probably about this much a month. It, we're probably going to sell it in, in this many years for this amount. It's this much minimum. So for them, the minimum was 25 K and um, you would basically, they have to legally get to know you first and know like, Oh, Chris is cool. He's what's considered sophisticated. So that means Chris knows what he's doing. Cause he's the SC, the SEC wants to make sure that you not being an accredited investor, not being someone that makes a bunch of money and has a bunch of money to lose is not just getting duped into like writing a check to someone. So you have to understand like, oh, there's risks involved. You might lose this 20K. Oh, it's going to take a while. Once you put this money in, you're not going to just be able to get it back. So yada, yada, yada. You get to, after being basically vetted by one of these syndication groups, they'll take that check and put it into their money. And they're probably collecting checks from some people, 50K, 100K, probably trying to raise one or 2 million bucks and acquiring some property. So that's one way. That's for passive income for you. Um, another way, and this is a way that uh, is much more common, might not have the same tax write-offs, but it's definitely easier for you to just jump into is you go, let's say you haven't bought something, you'd be uh, most likely um, able to get like an F, uh, FHA loan. I almost, almost said an FDA loan, uh, an FHA loan. And uh, with three and a half down, you could buy a condo or an apartment somewhere or a small house with a $20,000 down payment and start renting that out. That's in LA, it. you think you could do that, 20 grand? Uh, in LA, you could do that on a, like I said, at FHA. So if Chris is a first time home buyer, this is something where you talk to a lender because I'm not, I'm not a lender. Uh, but if you're a first time home buyer, you could get as low as three and a half percent down for your down payment. If you're a veteran, you could probably get something even, even better. I have a veteran friend that's just killing it right now. I've been um, doing comedy 20 years. Is that enough vet for you? 26. I would love to see you 26. say that to an actual lender, to a broker when you're like, <laughs> like, all right, oh, and you're a veteran. You're like, which, which branch? You're like, uh, mostly the ha-ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the Hollywood improv. Uh, I've been doing heliums for a while. No. Oh, dude. I took a few hits down at the comedy store. I'm definitely got post, post-traumatic stress disorder. I've been physically raped uh, or mentally raped. Sorry. Uh, no. I, so that would be buying yourself something. Yeah. You could buy like uh, a small apartment in LA. So if you had something like a 400 something thousand dollar apartment, you could um, buy that. A condo, something else you're going to have to watch out for. Speaking of uh, uh, cash flows is 
you know, HOAs can eat that up really fast. So those are two options, right? Joining into some, some sort of group thing, like a syndication or, or buying um, a property. There's also something called an owner occupy, um, which is where, let's say, Neff, you wanted to buy something, you had your a small amount of down payment, you could buy like a house bigger than what you could normally afford, like a duplex, and they would use the uh, scheduled rent or whatever that market rent is for your um, the other the other uh, unit yeah. and add yeah. that to your income. They, there's a whole way they do it. I, like I said, I'm not a lender, so disclaimer here, you'd have to actually talk about oh, I like that. that I, mean, I would love to get into some uh, real, you know, rental property stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't do that because I don't want to be a slumlord and I don't want people calling me up in the middle of the night saying my pipes are leaking and, you know. Well, then don't be a slumlord. Don't be a slumlord. Oh. Thank you. Sam said it. So here's the thing, dude. Fix shit. Let's go, let's go to another Todd, uh, another, uh, what do you call it? Uh, country right. re reference, dude. Todd Snyder in one of his songs or in his live albums talking about uh, how he saw Jerry Jeff Walker and he walked in and he was, and he's like, saw him on stage. He's like, hell, I could do that. That's how <laughs> I felt because I had a slumlord in Los Feliz pull up in a, fucking Mercedes with the wing door, the 500K one, with a giant thick old cross on her neck. This evil, evil biatch wouldn't replace our air conditioner for a $3,300 a month apartment we were living in. And we're on the top floor, dude, in a penthouse paying top, top dollar. She wouldn't replace, she had all these excuses. And we're like, it was just like simple. Dude. Yeah, you know what, dude? And I was like, like, hell, I, I, can do I that. practice abundance I can... in my life. Yeah, and me too. she's pra practicing scarcity and it's all going to blow up in her face. I'm telling you, oh. man, these things, these things just blow up in your face, man. She can't keep real, she can't keep tenants. It just happens. Oh. People who take care of their tenants have tenants for a long time. That's right. So, so Chris, you need to join up and do this so that you can be one of the people that is. <clears throat> doing good because what are the ass to ass brothers laughing about right now by the way practicing abundance and not being a slumlord okay you, i That's think you said blow up in your face and we just kind of all right very funny all if my right. wife got up right you now guys smiled, in like, you're in your 40s you're in your 40s how are you in scary. your 50s it's okay? all about scarcity man <laughs> a 40 years to freedom so, try to do so some John, why don't you tell us what was your first real estate purchase because i uh, think what, what we want to get after is we've got people that aren't in the market uh i am a homeowner but i don't have anything supplemental to that uh, you have a very nice you, house dude i'm looking at the molding back there i'm like someone's oh, yeah, money this, outside of comedy that's this fucking is molding. All, this is all legit crown molding. oh yeah dude and that proud. thick thick ass door molding too you're you're welcome hey i don't deal with hollow core doors okay you're welcome to come down anytime you like i can give you a tour it was built in it. 1903 it's a craftsman uh california bungalow uh nice. but yeah you could definitely uh you're you're welcome in my home anytime my point I is like if i own a home or let's just start let's back up you don't own a home you want to make your first real estate play you recommend getting into the syndicate and getting a piece of something or do you say go buy a home so you can enjoy your investment and also, you know, live it. You know, it, it, it depends on your financial situation right now in Southern California and pretty much like most of like uh, desirable places in America. Um, it is so freaking difficult if you don't have a large purse of slush fund to, to, to buy. So I have a few clients that have gotten their offers accepted recently and it was great just on like a letter, you know, with a picture on it and like a sentimental seller that wanted to sell to a person, not an investor. But so many offers from other clients are, it's, it's difficult right now for buyers. So to buy that, that condo I'm talking about or, or that house in LA, people are doing what's called removing their appraisal contingency. 
And uh, when, you, when you're buying a house with a loan, so non-cash uh, buyers, um, you have uh, these safeties in your contract that me, if I'm representing you as a buyer, I have in your contract to keep you safe, to make it so that, hey, Neff can pull out of this deal if something doesn't go right, if this doesn't work out. And one of those safety nets is the appraisal contingency. And how this works is um, when a house is appraised, um, if, you're, if you have a loan, if you're paying cash, this is totally, you don't have to worry about this. But when you're getting a loan, the people that are loaning you the money, the bank usually uh, wants to make sure that the house is appraising for what it's under contract for. So let's say you found a house, Neff, that's $800,000, tons of competition. You're like, dude, I'm approved up to 950. Make this offer for 950. I'm getting this house. Well, you might get this house under contract for 950, but it appraises for 820. Well, someone's got to pay that difference. So either you have to put the other hundred and so cash towards your bigger down payment, or you have to negotiate with the seller to bring the price down, or you have to cancel. Well, that was last year and the year before you had those abilities. Now to even get your offer accepted, you have to basically walk in the door guns blazing, like here's my, here's a 950 offer for that $800,000 house and no appraisal on this, even though you're getting a loan. So now your lender doesn't have to worry because your lender isn't part of this and the seller doesn't have to worry. They don't have to lower their price or worry. You have to pay the difference if it doesn't appraise because you removed that safety from your contract just to get your offer accepted. Oh my. So the, I know it's very frustrating. So I have a really good friend who does really well, makes great money, is great at saving. He's a big time. He invests and he's fine. He's the same age as us. So he's had years to save and, and whatnot. So for him, I made an offer for him on his behalf. That was like, I don't know, it was 50 or 50 or so thousand more than the asking price for a house with no appraisal. No problem. Cause he's like, dude, yeah, that's fine. I'll just write a check from this account for that extra 100K if I needed to, if I needed to. I also, though, have other clients that are, uh, you know, regular people that don't have that much money. And if I even call the agent and say, hey, we'd like to make an offer, they go, yeah, make sure if you're making an offer, don't even bother if it doesn't have your appraisal waived. So then I have to call my client back and be like, hey, like, it's not. Yeah, no, I got a question. Yeah, um, yeah, thanks for letting me ramble too, Howie. Sorry, I can go on forever. No, I got a question. And this is this is going on with the actual current market right now. As you know, there's a huge demand versus a very small supply. Yep. Uh, especially in residential real estate. So yep. is it is how much truth is it right now where you know you got a house for sale for say seven hundred thousand dollars and you got five to eight offers on it? I'm oh, hearing wow. that I'm hearing that literally. In order to get that house, you better show up with a lot of cash and hopefully a vacation home in like the Bahamas where you can tell the seller, hey, man, sell it to us. You got our place for two weeks. Here's cash. Yeah. How much of this is true? So, I, I mean, in, in uh, it, it's literally very, very true that you need a bunch of cash for like what I was saying with the uh, appraisal contingencies to be able to just have the security to say like, yeah, wave the appraisal. Um, I just sold a house that had, I don't know, 10 or, or more offers on it. And it ended up selling for 40K above asking, but we had some offers that were a little bit wilder and the people ended up, we ended up not going with them, but there were, I don't know, 80K, 100K over asking for an $800,000 house. So you don't have to buy a house with cash right now, but you do have to have a bunch of liquid cash to remove your appraisal contingencies and make offers way above. I had a client lose a house, a buyer that I was representing that it almost closed for, or went into escrow for almost 200K. K over asking. And so we're what like, you're saying is that there oh, is oh definitely a lot of side. 
there's a lopsided situation right now with uh, supply and demand. Yeah, and yeah, how long and is even, that going to last? Is my question. And, and I and I don't have a crystal ball to tell you that, which is the real estate joke. But well, it's then literal. get the fuck but, off the show. Get off this fucking show. You said you were in the magic. Uh, no, I, 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 so you're you're going to need to be able to uh, to to perform under like tight circumstances like that. But you don't have to have all cash. So you can still have a loan from the bank, but you're still going to, like, if you're looking at an $800,000 house, it's like, oh, you want to have more than like a couple hundred grand in the bank, which is not everybody's thing. Um, how long is this going to last? Well, what, what, what you were just talking about, what Howie just brought up with how difficult it is to get your offer accepted is also making it hard to convince people that were like, honey, let's sell. I have a friend right now that wants to sell their house. And they're like, we are terrified because once we sell our house, Where are you gonna go? we know we know how intense it is, even though we're gonna make a killing on our house, we know how intense it is to try to get the other house. Yeah. And so they're worried, they're like, are, what are we gonna do? And then if it keeps appreciating, this is the other thing, uh, Neff and Howie, you know, how long is this gonna last? Dude, if, if it keeps appreciating at 11% a year in LA, it's already up 20 some odd percent, right? So a $600,000 house a few years ago is now $730,000. If it keeps going like that, even if the market freaking crashes, so if we have one more year of 11 or 12% and we're up 30 some odd percent, if it crashes and goes down 15 or 20%, it's like, are you even going to still be able to afford a house? It's I don't think nuts. LA's price will ever go down. I don't think the rich people in this town will let it crash to I, a it's point. Like New York. I think there's so much foreign money and so much investors and so many just LA people that are here that have money that are sitting there waiting going like a lot of the famous investors on their podcasts are like oh i'm just waiting for this i already sold my you know five of my five or ten of my portfolio and i got this many millions sitting here and as soon as we have a crash i'm just gonna buy it blah 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 no one knows but what yeah. i think might happen oh sorry oh, i was just okay. gonna touch on this because it is true i mean i was getting cold calls from uh real estate agents saying would you want to sell your house and i said dude everything's for sale and he's like what do you want for it and i gave him a number and he goes, well, that's 80 over what it's worth. And I go, well, that's what I want. He called me a week later and said, you still want to sell? And I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, so it is real what we're hearing. Yeah. But I mean, I was just bullshitting. And I, they called me back and said, I can do it for that price. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to deal with moving. It'd be great to bank this huge fatty. But I'm with you. If I sell, I don't even know where I could end up. Because yeah. I, I agree. It's, it, and so that's, it's like, it's, it's like a market that's eating itself because it's like, we have this low inventory and we're trying to get, so it's making the prices go higher, which is making it harder for sellers to feel confident as buyers. And also another uh, thing I noticed from what you said on your, your phone call with that other agent is that you forgot to tell them, Hey buddy, if I am going to sell my house, I'm going to sell it with John Shevsky. So fuck off, but that's okay. You know, there'll be other people are going to call. I'm, I'll call you afterwards just to, so we can now, practice. Now, now buddy, your real you name is John me. Shefsky. I mean, dude, you Shefsky. need, a, you need <laughs> a fucking one name, dude. Not bad. Like I know I have 90 podcasts. You have 90 different names. John Shevsky. My name is JT baby. My, JT. I've gone by John Shevsky for like 12 years now. 12 years Why of John Shevsky. But your name. name is John Tomaszewski, right? And then you were and Ralphie May, the great Ralphie May. Hmm? Are we he talking me comedian or wait? Okay, he's dead. No respect. So, okay. Uh, Ralphie so, would make the same joke. You're right. No, you're Ralphie, right. Ralphie, I guarantee you, Ralphie and me, we, we want to be roasted in our death nonstop. Okay. So, uh, 
he's fine. Ralphie's Ralphie, you're fine. I just don't want any transitioning jokes. When I love I'm you right. assume That's Ralphie's all. up there. I love how you assume that. That's true. That's, he was a good man. Come on, he made a few mistakes. He was but, a you know, great guy. It's, right. This is a comedy show. That's right. Uh, we got to keep him and his wife separate, right? He's, he had to go to that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, what's going to happen with this market? I don't know. I have these friends waiting by with these fucking Mad Max ideals of what's going to happen to America, what's going to happen to the world, what's going to happen to our, our housing market. And I think if it got bad enough to where you were able to buy a house in LA for 400 grand that was normally 900 or a, thousand, or, or a million, then buying property would be the least of your value. You'd be worried about you know fighting off the cannibals. That's yeah, never going to go down. I've been looking down. at San Diego a little bit. Cause oh, yeah. I just love that city. And it just seems like the prices have been going down. So, there. so what, what I think is going to happen, I don't know if prices are going to really, really go down, but it's like looking at, at crypto where you're like, it's crashed. And it's like, yeah, the $200 Bitcoin is now only 35,000 instead of 60,000. Yeah. It's still like not affordable for a lot of people. So um, what I think is going to happen is, and this is just a hunch because nobody really knows um, is that you're going to have a drop in, uh, price maybe a, a drop, you know, one to one to eight percent, one to ten percent, which is significant, but not a crash, right? But what is probably going to happen is that the competition there'll be more inventory, so prices will still be insane. But I think that like the thing that we were just talking about, like removing your appraisal contingency, will hopefully become like less a standard and more like a, like a last resort uh, tactic for negotiating. Right now it's becoming a standard, which is just unfair for regular people. I think that kind of stuff will start going away. And instead of hearing like there are 40 offers on that house, instead you'll be like, yeah, there was like a normal, like there was eight offers and like the negotiations were pretty reasonable and you got to keep your appraisal contingency. And the price was a little bit above asking, but it wasn't, you know, 20% above asking or anything like that. So I don't think there's gonna be like a crazy crash in prices. And maybe this is just what I'm hoping for. So I'm just trying to do some sort of like, you know, positive affirmation or whatever. Because I, I want the prices to still be good. I want people to have value in their homes, but I also want it to be like fair, so that like first-time home buyers or like people that aren't you know independently wealthy can just buy a house, even if the price is insane. You know, so that's my thoughts. Uh, capital gains tax. Explain that real quick to someone like me who's just like got well, the business, uh, you know, sense of a of a white rapper. Well, I, I don't understand it any more than like a, a, a white accountant, uh, but uh, I would say that, which I think is all accountants, right? And then a black guy comes in and like, not me, motherfucker. Actually, Larry Pendleton is a black, a black, a black uh, Larry Pendleton is a black, a black accountant. So if you're listening, Larry, shout out. Uh, he specializes in multifamily real estate. Shout out. Shout out, fella. Uh, I, I think capital gains, I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, we need to throw in money to, you know, keep the schools going, get the roads going, but it's getting, it's getting laughable. And I, I don't know much about the tax itself, but if I could just talk on the psychology of it, I think it's hilarious that so much. What is it though? I've if I sell my house, I have to pay X number no, of dollars. No, it's, not your it's, first house. It's yeah. like this, it's your first one. You're good. There's ways around it. Yeah, like if you even if you had an investment house, but you lived in it for like more than a certain amount of time. It's a year. It's a year. If you if you live in a house for one year, uh, and sell it within a calendar year, your capital gains are I think your effective tax rate. But if it's over a year, then it's regular capital gains. To my there's mind. a there's a chart. I'll pull it up right now. So I think you're exempt on your first your first home. So the best thing to do too is the not is definitely now, is that just account, on accounting homes? advice. Huh? Like well, I go. might buy a bowling alley, right? Like let's say I buy oh, a no, bowling you... alley or buy a house. Which one should I buy first? Oh, dude! First of all, you can live in a bowling alley. That's true, so, dog. That's that true. Question, it's a big ass bowling alley. Lane four and five is my fucking apartment. <laughs> Stay off it. 
That's a very big fantasy house situation right there, bowling alley, Sam. Which, by the what way, the- can I, I don't know if you guys heard uh, Sam's episode of Fantasy House, but he had a bath. His bathroom, his toilet was a pool, and one of my favorite bathrooms of ever any episode of Fantasy House was Sam going like, "It's just a giant pool. You just fucking go in there and shit in it, bro." And I was like, "Holy fuck, this man brought it." Okay, um, so. capital gains is going to be more applicable to you if you're talking about like these commercial purchases and stuff like that there's a ton of write-offs associated with that i'm not going to give any i i I don't even know uh, accounting but i'm not going to give any accounting advice listen if you're listening to this talk to a cpa and specifically get a real estate cpa there are insane amounts of savings to be had by people that are in the know and just don't even mess around don't be cheap like like my forefathers and just dig right in pay that money get a good real estate cpa i say this time and time again if you are an adult and you are still using TurboTax, you're You're fucking yourself fucking and the goddamn money and get somebody to do how much is your time worth if you're like i'm just gonna spend the next three weekends like your sting said it Sting said it when they interviewed him about ayahuasca. He's like, how many summers do you have left? You might only have 30 summers left. How many fucking Saturdays do you have left, dad? Get off the fucking computer. Oh yeah, sorry, this is turning into a therapy session. Dad, throw away the TurboTax. Um, so yeah, but uh, capital gains is crazy because I think it's funny how much marketing is done to like scare the middle class into thinking like, Jeff Bezos, we got to stick it to him and really make business and real estate hard in California because then we'll tell Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos to really kiss our ass and then- what do they do? They pick up and leave. And then who suffers? Everyone on this podcast, everyone when I go to the real estate meetups, which by the way are mostly yeah. fucking chicks. First, uh, what do you call it? Like keep, people keep people that just moved to this country. Yeah. Keep Chris talking. So excited. You know, when you uh-huh. combine sex and real estate, Chris Neff is really becoming interested. Multifamily? I'd like yeah. to start a few. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, dude, what you're talking about with real estate is the same thing with the porn industry. It's like you overregulated it, and now it's all in Vegas. And who lost? All of us in the Valley. That's yep. who lost. Now Chatsworth is even Nobody wants to die in Van Nuys. <laughs> But it's, but it's true, man. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know, I'm a romantic libertarian, but practically speaking, I've noticed over the past few years, like looking around at humanity, like you can, you people can't be trusted to do any of this yourself. So well, I'm okay, dude, here's the I'm problem okay with taxes. taxes here's but, the problem with taxes. So, yeah. Taxes are, are I, first of all, they're, they're a complete utter theft, but if oh, we're going to go into the notion that it's used uh, to make the world a better place, uh, none of it, very little of it goes to practical, all of it goes to administration costs they I, just oh, keep I, jacking up totally, their fucking their how much they're making every year i mean no. you remember when we legalized weed and everyone's like where's good tax it's gonna be great and they're like we're still broke oh where'd it go oh yeah to your fucking salaries again yeah i mean isn't there isn't there a surplus in california this year and then they still raise taxes and i was like yeah you know what wait. the surplus is out and they're like hey if you got vaccinated you got a lottery ticket we're giving fucking money away to people that got vaccinated dude it, the people and the people that's... getting vaxxed don't pay a lot of taxes and i'll stick dude, with that listen i got vaxxed. I'm vaxxed i'll tell you this i'll tell vaxxed, you this if they're snacks. really doing this and they're just saying they're doing a drawing there better be a goldfish shaped bowl the size of fucking texas with ping pong balls in it for every person and they better do this as a live drawing or it's fucking rigged oh my god i'm sorry neff you wanted to believe in fucking fairy tales you think they're gonna ever do this ever on the up and up do you really believe that the whole thing is gonna be rigged it's gonna go to some rich kid do you know epstein won two lotteries 
one for $22 million, another one for a um, couple million? The Here's Epstein the- guy? The guy who didn't hang himself? No, hey, no, hey. no. The old custodian at the comedy store. Yes, of course the guy. <laughs> I want to see this drawing done? like the fucking what? 1985 draft. And that my ping pong ball is like the hot one that had Patrick Ewing's name on it, you know? And Stern goes in there and feels around. And he's like, oh, I got Neff. I'm out. And I get my million. That's the only way this shit's going to be fair if we got Do you remember ball. when a million was a bunch, Neff? Do you remember when yeah, you're like, right? dude, a million bucks, dude? Yeah. Like, now you're like, a yeah. million bucks. Now, what would I do to make sure that I could make some money with that million dollars? Not, a million enough. dollars isn't even fuck you money anymore. A million well, look, dollars is like, let me think about it money. Yeah. Right? I bought TJ Miller's condo. A million dollars is enough to be like, I can go pull a Ted Kaczynski and retire in a fucking one bedroom cabin with a fucking hole in the floor that I shit in. Oh, that's, that's the part of Ted Kaczynski. Dude, that was in like- my house too, my fucking <laughs> fantasy house. A shed with a hole in it to shit in. A hole to shit in. That's your fantasy house? Dude. Hey, Tomaszewski. Yes, sir. Tell, tell them what your <laughs> podcast is. It's called Fantasy House. It's basically like MTV Cribs if you combined it with uh, the Rick and Morty like Adventure Time world. So every episode we go on a tour, an audio tour through somebody's made up fantasy house. People have Joel Jimenez had a kitchen that you just pull a lever and it cleans himself. Uh, Nat Bamel had a uh, he had wizards that when anytime you need to go to the bathroom, they would just appear and they would just make whatever's in your intestines disappear. Um, Sam had a giant pool that you could just shit in. Yeah, people have people have you Gordon Ramsay and you know AI my, making you know them my food. fantasy house looks like. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It's Do just you? a sandbox. It's a sandbox. The entire thing. Okay. Of it's course. Local cats. cats. Yep. Shitting. Cats, and then I have somebody that I pay who just scoops the cat shit out twenty four seven. You've it. been railing catnip. That- that is, to, I'm glad that you had a cat friendly uh, fantasy house. Is there any place for you to like actually hang out in this house, Chris, besides in, in the sand? What's like, wrong with hanging out in the sandbox? No, I don't hey, know. You're going to have some a, chick a over. She's going to be crying about sand in her snatch the whole fucking time. Oh, dude, hey, that was old the sand old snatch. Chicken cutlet, the old chicken cutlet. I've got sand in my snatch. It's going to ruin the whole fucking oh, weekend. Sand snapper. Yeah. Sand snapper. It's actually Maybe. It's actually, called, it's actually called the seagull. That's when you're fucking a girl at the beach. You pull your dick out, throw it in the sand, and put it oh, back God. in her. And she goes, woo, woo, woo. Uh, oh, God. Chris and NSFW. I love it. All no. 3% of them. John Tomaszewski, thank you for coming on, dude. Oh, my pleasure. We're, uh, we're going to have to have you back because we wasted oh. half your interview talking about cock rings. I feel guilty. No, dude, so I loved it. That was we the would best love time. to have you back. Dude, in a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, bro. Uh, can we talk about crypto next time, too? I know you guys on yes. another one of your episodes yes. we're talking about crypto. And yeah, I always come back, dude. We'll do a yeah. crypto episode for sure. Please. Okay. All, All right, you guys. Dude, thanks, thanks for so coming on, guys. Hey, John, yeah. shit gig soon on me. Dude, I haven't done a stand-up spot in like two or three years, but I would Why? come. I would come. Dude, I, 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 I'm, I'm a realtor now. Okay, now time out, time out, because this is, I don't want to get all fucking mystical and abundance and scarcity. I love how like you that. said, like, let's keep the interview tight. You're well, like, hey, 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 John is a friend of ours. And I think yeah. it's important to, to talk about our life experiences because we're all artists and we need to balance our work and our creativity. And John, you're hysterical. You're a funny motherfucker. Oh, stop. And I know I'm not. Hey, I'm not just trying to get a picture on that park bench with you. Okay. By the way, uh, a nephew uses this show to get friends to talk to. So just know your phone's going to be blowing up <laughs> okay. a lot. So my point is, my Does point your counselor is, let you hang out with Sam? He's really, he's really getting in, in the way. He's... In my work experience, I have to balance out the work with the creativity. And I don't oh. want to see you not 
doing what you do because you're hysterical. So how do you maintain that? Uh, I mean, I, the way I get creative is by like doing the fantasy house podcast. I love like when I have a listing, when I actually have a house to sell to represent the seller, I love making the videos. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I just started. And um, the, I mean, I'd love for your listeners to check that out, which I get super creative on there. Drop it, name you, drop. Yeah. Name drop it. I think I, I, is it, is it John? I think it's just John Chesky, J O N S H E F S K Y. Oh my on God. YouTube. It's great that you don't um, even know what your YouTube you have, is. You it have more like names than I have Twitter handles, too. Jesus I, Christ. I, I, I was, how dare you say It's the same name. <laughs> it uh, just said a million different ways. Like you're wanted by the law, you shady fuck. That's so funny. I, I would not want to be wanted by the law. I don't know. Life is too short to pay tickets. Right, and you two get on text thread so Neff can uh, fucking just hound you for friendship i stay creative what part of town are you living in would you like to do coffee oh my god thank you so much (laughs) the look he just said get that man a sag award would you like to do coffee sometime can i do my chris neff impression that i go on chris angelo used to all right chris angelo who's my my road dog one of my best friends Uh, may he rest in peace he's doing torpedoes now in his grave i'm sure um we used to used to be like cream pie cream pie do you chris neff uh, it, was, it was and i used to just, okay it was uh he'd be like well maybe if you didn't keep your fucking mouth open the whole fucking day no one would have to smell the smell of cock and come on your mouth you fucking cat and cream pie used to angela used to love it because i'd be like oh, oh, and i'd be like he's the nicest guy off stage the Chris, best part of that impression it. is how you nailed the horse tooth part of it uh, that was the best part fucking cat Oh man, <laughs> I'm so glad. It's been fucking years I've wanted to do that for Chris too, by the way. Well, so, dude, oh, they come back you know all the time. You know what? I want to change up my uh, my invite. I don't want to do coffee. I'm thinking maybe like a weekly round table. A date. Okay, <laughs> all right. Leave now or forever. Hold your peace. Thank Seriously. you guys so much for having me. Love Good you guys. Bye, you, John. Peace. Take care. Thank you. Honor. Wow, thank you, Tomaszewski, for coming on. Great interview, a lot of fun, great guy. We appreciate you guys. So let's get into the the good stuff, okay? The good stuff. What are your guys' pick for this week? Al, you want to go first? Yeah, man. I'm just sticking. I'm going old school, sticking to what I started with when we started this podcast three, four months ago. GE Ford, GE Ford, General Electric Ford. They're both finally busting out. I mean, they are busting out. Uh, We had many of you readers send me pics of your call options that you bought two months ago, a month ago. You're up. 80%, 90%. 80%, 90%. One guy's up 140%. Uh, General Electric Ford. It's not too late to buy them. Buy them now. They're both busting out. Unbelievable value. Great buy. That's what I'm pushing. Nav? Um, we dropped uh, a Grinch pick. And obviously, um, we'd like to have the Grinch more on the show, but he's been busy. But I dropped some due diligence on a company called uh, Energy Fuels Incorporated, U, 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 U. That's four U's. So what they do is they are the largest um, producer of uranium in the continental United States. Well, what does that mean? It means nuclear energy, okay? Everybody thinks, okay. uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> everybody thinks, you know, uh, <laughs> nuclear energy is bad. Well, there's a lot of talk, and this comes from my source, that Biden might be trying to push through, um, um, what do you call it? Tax, uh, what do you call it when we reduce the tax? Tax breaks. Tax breaks. Tax incentives. Uh, yeah, incentives on the nuclear energy. 
Um, so, you know, we have that for solar, um, you know, it, the play is nuclear energy. We already have guys that are in the discord that jumped on this DD before I even had a chance to read it. Um, the Grinch says it's a buy, it's got legs. So I'm going to look at mo probably shares on this just because uh, I don't have a whole lot of time to play any more options that I have. So UUU uh, is definitely in the uh, pick. I know Tommy Dunn's already up on some options that he bought a week and a half ago. Uh, I am going to push BCRX again as well. I'm up, like I said, 30%, but I think it's got meme capabilities with the, uh, the Wall Street Bets crowd. Uh, SMMT is also one of my picks. And this is a little bit of a sneak preview. Um, we're going to be recording on Wednesday, but the Grinch dropped me a bunch of picks, which I haven't even had time to research, but I know the readers always like the early jump. So while these will not be in my weekly picks, I want you to take a look at them. Tickers HCHC, tickers TLIS, ticker BW, ticker SHLX, and ticker AR. And just on a side note, um, on the crypto um, crypto world, I am going to take a hard look at TEL. One of our readers has been talking up TEL for a very long time. I looked at the chart today. I like the dip. I'm going to look for an entry point. Um, it's going to be a little bit tougher to buy. Uh, it's not on the Ethereum network. I don't believe it's on the BSC net network. I think it's on Matic. So I'm going to have to do a little work and familiarize myself with maybe a new wallet over the weekend. But I'm going to take a hard look at TEL. So again, SMMT in the stock world, UUUU in the stock world, BCRX. And then um, keep a look, an eye out on TLIS, BW, SHLX, Jesus and AR. Christ. Hey, guys, the Grinch, the people what about ask A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Boy, you you're, just gave you're nine oh, fucking stocks. Yeah, you know crypto. what? You're 0 for 3 on jokes today. So oh I don't know God. what else to say. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, as for me... <laughs> As for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with XLM this week. I really <laughs> like it. I think this thing should be over sixty, um, especially with the all the XRP stuff. I mean, they're not one and the same, but they kind of have the same premise. I really like XLM. I think that could be easily over sixty. Um, obviously, Matic that should be over two dollars at all times. The only reason it's not is because of the uh, the Bitcoin dip that that Quick. Uh, we took. Quick dick sucking. I bought Matic at a buck sixty, and it's up to like whatever it is right now, one ninety. And that was after buying it a dollar and selling it for two. Um, so it's it's something you want to keep your eye on to swing trade as well, um, if you're into that sort of thing. Swing. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, guys. I also think Monero is a buy right now. I don't. I think if you're not, dude, holding... it is one hundred percent a buy. Yep. I got paid in some Monero, and of course, it went down. If I would have waited one day, I could have got more Monero for what they're paying me. But at the end of the day, um, I think it's a value pick, man. I think it, right now it's really low. And if you're looking to invest, get on an Edge Wallet, buy that, hold it. And I think it's going to shoot up again. I think you can get it on Trade Ogre as well. So, uh, but if you don't have any dark arts crypto, get yourself a bag of Monero, man. Yeah, I love that, Chris. I love yeah. that, dude. I love that. 
So those are our picks, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. I thought it was hilarious. I thought we, you know, I thought we had, a, I had a great time. I love talking to you guys. And, uh, oh, by the way, I talked to Joey Diaz. He says he'll come on and talk uh, how to make money in drugs with us. So we just got to set that episode up. Maybe he's probably going to have to do it Sunday. But let's make it happen. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'll be a good time. Guys, love. we love you very much. I hope to see you guys in Miami or in Houston. And, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll rock and roll. Do you guys have any dates you want to push? Uh, no, quick shout out though to Cat Queef 27. Your work is absolutely impeccable. So it really helps us out to get those out to the readers uh, because it, you know, it's comedy, man. You're, you're, you're literally a genius and also silent DJ. You guys just do great work on that. So thank you for doing it. Cat Queef's awesome. <laughs> Never thought you'd ever say that, did you, Howard? I love Cat Queef. Did you have something to say you wanted to end it on there, Ev? Yeah, my shout out. Shout out Long Island. Just send it right down to my email and I'll do it. I have to remember Guys, it's going to be okay. Too new to this. I know. It's going to be okay. Just pretend like you're on zero for a second, buddy. Oh, okay. Send it out, bro. <laughs> yeah. Send it out. Just tell me, email it to me, and I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. Get in your happy place. All right. Send it to Neff. We're going to let Neff do the reads. Get it. Get in your happy place and oh, just do geez. a little abundance. A little abundance, buddy. Uh, uh.